So how much money could I make in this field every year? The job of a detective is an exciting one that can take you to numerous different locales that each and every one... Do you get to go to Mercury? Sorry? Mercury? The planet? Will this job take me there? No, that would... If I can't go to Mercury, then you're boring me. How much money will I make? Average pay tends to range from 45000 annually to 80000 annually. But one needs to take into account... Sorry, Professor. But if I'm making less than $150,000 a year, then I'm not happy with my job. Thank Zeus, then, that your parents instilled realistic expectations into you. You can make fun of me now, but we'll see who's laughing when I'm making $150,000 a year and you're stuck in crippling old age trying to detect which of your greedy grandchildren stole your measly $45,000. Peace out. Hey, Ash, have you found any interesting majors yet? Uh, mind reading seemed interesting, and metaphysics looked pretty cool, but nothing paid enough to let me live in the decadence deserved by a god. Didn't you have a Hot Pocket for lunch? Hot Pockets are classy as shit, and don't you dare say otherwise. Okay, but wasn't it an expired Hot Pocket? You know what? Yes, it was. And it's still better than anything you'll be eating today. That's because you ate my last hot pot. Oh! Mad science! Let's check this booth out. Ah! <laughs> what is this? Two students interested in mad science? Excellent. I am Dr. Victor von Vick V. So, Doctor, if I were to hypothetically major in mad science, what precisely would I be studying? My beloved bag of bones, you would be studying how to weaponize sunlight, mechanize human nature, and every possible impossibility in between! Okay, could, could you step back so that you're not two millimeters away from my face? No! Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll just take a step back then. So what are the requirements for mad science? All that is required is body, soul, blood, and bone. All four you must be willing to sacrifice in their entirety to reach your full potential. Okay, he asks the question, so why are you in my face again? Because science! You gave me more spit in my eye than you did explanation, but okay, I'll, I'll just step back again. So why is science even a thing here? Can't magic do pretty much anything science can? Perhaps. But magic is chaotic by nature. We as magical beings can only hope to tame it. Science, however, is pure as a sober virgin's liver. It is measurable. It is exact. It is the lifeblood of reason. If it's the lifeblood of reason, why are you teaching mad science? What reason is there without madness? What's logic without chaos? What's compare without contrast? That's not really an answer. And you're not as smart as you think you are. But let's all stop focusing on the things we dislike about the half-elves standing in front of us. Are you talking to yourself about yourself in third person? or? And start trying to convince them to major in mad science! Thanks, but I think my lack of general talent could be put to better use elsewhere. Y you'll be back! One way or another, Isaac Elfman, I will make you my pupil! Did you tell him your name? Nope, just keep walking away. Don't turn around. Don't make eye contact. Oh, look at this booth. Falsifying death. Let's take a look at this one. Okay, if it gets that scientist to stop looking at me from across the room, I'm up for it. Hello, my name is Professor Stiff. Are you interested in a career in faking your death and the deaths of others? The latter definitely sounds appealing. Wait, faking death, that sounds very illegal. It's illegal to get caught. Which is what makes this such a high-paying field. Like $150,000 a year high pay? No. 
it's uh, lower, as in uh, the realm of possibility lower. That's my least favorite realm. Okay, but why would this be such a well-paying job? I'm sorry. Have you two gone outside, Lily? I try to avoid it when possible. There's not a gargoyle who doesn't have it out for a fairy. Everyone wants someone dead and most have the means to get it done. I help people convince the people who want to kill them they're already dead. You ever hear the story of Pyramus and Thisbe? It would have been some of my best work if she hadn't accidentally tripped on the root and fallen on his sword, too. Anyway, show me your high school transcripts and we'll see how suited you are. Wow. Look, we've heard the fucking bet. Yes, we're homeschooled. Yes, we don't know what the fuck's going on. These are the best transcripts I've seen today. What? what? Straight A's, four years of advanced alchemy classes, letters of recommendation from a high god in nearly every major pantheon, catalog draggy slings from the both of you. You two are overqualified. Please wait a moment while I confer with my associate. What the fuck? Right? Have you been faking being new to this the whole time? Are you some dark brooding dragon slaying hero who just got straight A's? No! L look, think about it. With the classes our parents made us take, how do you think we even got into this school? Okay, I mean, my mom told me it was because I was the smartest, most handsome boy in the world. Dude. What? Learn this about a lie. She seemed sincere. Did she also seem sincere when she told you the history of the IRS? Yeah, she... Oh. Point taken. My guess is my parents forged her transcript so we could get into Jupiter University. That doesn't seem ethical. Have you been paying attention? I'm pretty sure our parents used the books on ethics as toilet paper. So, should we tell someone? Hell no! Do you have any idea how many people I'd kill for a straight A's? True. So what are you thinking? Plan Black Fox? You mean get the papers back from him and pretend like nothing's wrong? Yeah, but it, it sort of defeats the purpose of a codename if you just repeat the plan itself. Having a codename for a plan is sort of counterintuitive when it's the only plan we ever use. Touché. Well, Professor, overqualified though we might be... Oh. Oh. God. He's not moving. That could have something to do with the knife in his back. Your deductive powers never cease to amaze. Anyway, he's totally faking it. How else would he get stabbed without anyone noticing? I don't know. I've read a lot of fanfic with really gruesome deaths. Okay, no, no, no. He, he's faking it. I'll show you. Congratulations, Isaac. You just hit a dead body with your backpack thus driving the knife in deeper, both proverbially and literally. It must- I don't wanna- Okay, his body must be a double or something. I can at least get our transcripts back. Now you're looting the corpse. Are you proud now, Isaac? Is this a proud moment for you and your fucked up mind? I'm telling you, he's not really dead. He just told us his job description was faking death. This is just an elaborate ruse that he's going to pull the curtains away from any second now. No, I'm telling you, dude. It looks like this guy was actually... Murdered? I'm afraid he's right. My dear colleague, Professor Stiff, has indeed fallen victim to the vice that snares us all in the end. Alcoholism. Very nearly. It's alcoholism's distant cousin who he flirts with at parties but tells himself it's just him making conversation because otherwise that would make things too weird. 
a seven inch stainless steel blade to the back. Trust me, I can smell murder the way an elephant smells honey mustard on a wet cat. Very easily. S sorry, who are you? Professor Herschel Truman, the university's head of the murder investigation department, the smartest person in this room, and currently your best possibility of getting out of this building alive. What? The two of you may not know it yet, but I'd be willing to bet anything that you got a good look at the murderer. You were standing close enough after all. This is awesome! We might get murdered! Well, those of us who are mortal... It's important that the two of you stay away from any undue attention. We wouldn't want something to happen to you before the two of you can help lead me to the killer. I'm telling you, he's not dead, he's faking it! But I don't think it would hurt to not draw attention to ourselves. Attention, everyone! These two have been born witness to murder. There is a dead person over here. He was murdered. Someone did it, and these two saw who it was. What did you just say? Why did you just say that? My dear child, I have merely alerted the hall here. So long as words does not spread outside of this room, we have the information adequately caged. Yeah. Jeez, Isaac. Get a clue? But isn't the murderer in this room? Most likely. I do believe so. So, won't he come for us? You mean for you? Not helping! He may indeed come for you, in fact. I'm counting on it. Of course. Isaac's the perfect bait. He's a slow runner, and he's expendable. My thoughts exactly! Okay, you just met me! I'm off to collect my prime suspects. Screw your courage to the sticking place, my lad. The game is afoot! I think we should leave. Damn it, Isaac! You always want to leave whenever your life is jeopardized. No, no. Having a life is one of my favorite parts of living. I don't want to be stabbed. Shh. It'll be fine. We'll find the murderer and neither of us will have to worry about being stabbed. Like the man said. The gay is afoot. I don't think that's what he said. And I don't think I'm listening to you. I assume most of you can guess as the reason why you are gathered here. The reason is... Murder. I don't think any of us are wondering why we're here, Truman. What we're wondering is why these two are here. Hey, we're vital as shit to this investigation. We all know Professor Stiff is faking this, though, right? It's literally in his job description. I'm afraid the only description that our dear professor fulfills is lacking a pulse. A description you might meet if we don't find the one behind this. Now, I have used my superior powers of cleverness and deduction to assemble these three professors, our potential suspects. You've just heard from Professor Drake Jones. He single-handedly recovered almost 90% of the artifacts the university houses. He's a master of 12 different martial arts and is trained rigorously with nearly 300 varieties of weapons. He was once famously arm-wrestling Ra to a draw over the course of three days before challenging him to a game of rock, paper, scissors, and winning. 
He's also a member of an obscure branch of vampires who are able to go out into sunlight, and rather than feeding off of blood, feeds off of pure testosterone. Wait, this guy's a professor? Part-time. Six feet and one inch tall. The exact height one would have to be to plunge a knife into Professor Stiff's back at the angle it protruded from him. He fits the number perfectly. Actually, I'm 5'10". Yet, if you were wearing three-inch heels, you would be the perfect fit. Coincidence? I think not. Okay, but even if Professor Stiff were dead, which he's not, why would Professor Jones want to kill him? Perhaps because Professor Stiff was in possession of a rare artifact from the Temple of MacGuffin that he had won on many occasions refused to sell to Professor Jones here. I'd never kill someone for an artifact. On the contrary, sir! You're famous for leaving whole platoons of bodies behind you just to get your handsomely calloused fingers on artifacts. I remember reading a newspaper article about one of your adventures in Burma. Those mountain climbers were the ones who set the bombs. It was coincidence they got strapped to them during the fighting. Then there was the one time your rival famously had his soul ripped out of his chest and eaten in front of him before being thrown by an angry god Professor into- Professor Borhan put his bloodied hand on the artifact and woke Delma Renish. I can't help that my knife stabbed him in the palm in the fight beforehand. I'd been aiming for his leg. Anyway, I didn't have time to tell him that figured out that blood on the artifact would actually do, because I was busy trying to come up with a quip to throw at him after he tied me up. It was only after he was hurled into the volcano that I finally came up with one. You should have stayed in the observatory. That was hilarious in context. Doubtlessly. But how do you explain the live footage of All you- All I have to say, too, in regards to that event is that the high schooler started it and I'd already told her the notebook she'd found belonged in a museum. I apologize to the janitor for the mess on my way out. Interesting. Who's your next suspect? That would be Professor James Nesbitt, Associate Director of the Department of Necromancy for Morticians and head- Newly elected Director of the Department of Children Who Won't Shut Up. I'm sorry, have we met before? How's your daughter doing? What did you just say? Oh, maybe I should repeat myself. I was just wondering. He was just wondering how your... Modder, totter, fodder, cotter, potter, soldering iron was doing. Yes, that... It makes sense, you see, because... Um... You look a lot like my Uncle Dewey, who my friend here has met. Yeah, uh, he found himself very fond of my uncle's soldering iron, and not fond of my uncle's nephew, who won't shut up. (laughs) Wouldn't your uncle's nephew be you? You know what? Next time you want a perfectly rounded and detailed made-up uncle with a soldering iron, maybe you shouldn't hint to a professor that we considered kidnapping his child. What do you care? You were just as upset at this guy as I was, or do you not remember the body in his basement? Isaac! A very wise video game once told me that there was a time and a place for everything. But now is not the time. For now we need to solve the case. You are getting way too into this. I think he did it. I think Professor Nesbitt killed him. Perhaps. But that accusation, much like my ex-husband in bed, has likely come prematurely. The reason he would have killed Stiff are clear. His department often does not get as much funding as he'd like, and dead bodies are hard to come by for cheap. I assure you I would never do anything unethical. Before we make any judgments or deductions, we must also consider our last suspect, Professor Morticia Killer Stabstein. 
She's a second-generation Slavic blood, a creature famous for malicious trickery and deception. Ancient people thought of them oftentimes as an incarnation of evil and mistruths, and she is the head of the Department of Assassins. Did you say Killer is her middle name? Killer is a family name. It was my grandmother's. Before I killed her and took it. Never mind all the stuff I said before. I, I think she did it. No. No, I don't think so. She doesn't have the eyes I imagined the murderer having. Professor Stabstein has killed over 67 people through her career. She did it. Stiff made a lot of enemies in his field, and so had a few contracts out on him. At least one of which Professor Stabstein was looking to collect on. She, she did it. Also, the knife found in Professor Stiff's back belonged to her. As one can clearly see, she has an empty sheath on her belt of equal size and identical shape. She did it! Furthermore, for those of you who may not have noticed, she's covered in blood. Yeah! 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 It's cause she did it! Hmm... I'm not convinced. You're either kidding or lying. Either way, it's not funny. I really don't think it was her. Why? I don't know. It's... It's just I have this feeling. She's covered in blood and you've got a feeling it wasn't her? Yeah. Brilliant. Please, let me go. Uh, wait. What, what was that? What was what? Did... Didn't you hear someone talking just now? Yeah. When you asked... What was that? That's not... Never mind. Well, gentlemen, do any of these three look familiar to you? If I said I was positive that I saw Professor Stabstein do it, would you two believe me? No. no. I thought so. If I had killed someone in front of you, you would not have seen me. If you had, then you would be dead now. I have an idea, Professor Truman. Ideas. The bullets of the mind, to those clever enough to craft a weapon with which to fire them, ideas can kill. I like to think of myself as a man with unequal ideas. What is yours, my young ward? Well, I think it would be a good idea to split up. We can question the suspect separately and find the killer twice as quickly. Or be killed twice as fast. Look, Quiet, I just... Neanderthal. I am quite enjoying when your friend has his sights set. And how would you divide us? I think you and I should speak to Professor Jones and Professor Nesbitt while I say- Please, God, don't say should it. talk to Professor Stabstein. That sounds like a horrible idea. I hate it. I love it! Why do I even talk? We'll begin immediately. Ash, why are you doing this? Why are you giving him ideas? Believe me, I have a plan. Is that plan to get me killed? I mean, are we talking in the long term, or...? I'm not in the mood. I'm about to spend my evening in a room with a murderer. That's not how I wanted to spend my last evening on Earth. But it's how we both suspected it would end, isn't it? Ash... Okay, okay, just calm down. Like I said, I don't think she's the killer. It doesn't matter if she's the killer. She's assassinated at least 67 other people. She killed her grandmother and is covered in blood. I don't care what the circumstances are. I don't want to be in a room with that- Are we ready to begin now, young human elf boy? Oh, uh, uh, look, Professor Stabstein, I- Please, most people call me killer. My friends, my victims, 
and my friends who become my victims. Professor Stapstein, I think you should group up with my friend Ash and Professor Truman. Uh, they know what they're doing, and I, quite frankly, don't. All the more reason for you to be the ones to question me. You seem to adamantly believe I am the murderer. Maybe you'll learn something that'll surprise you. I don't think that's going to be the... After all, if you were to leave now, who knows who you might go to and blab about this to too soon. You might say something on accident that someone here doesn't want to leave this room for the moment. It could cause someone to want to slit your throat and watch you bleed on the floor while standing over you laugh. I <laughs> am Morticia Stabstein and you have felt the kiss of my steel and thus your final departing embrace from the land of the living. If someone did that to you, I don't know how you could live with yourself. It, it it certainly sounds like it would be difficult to live with myself after something like that. My thoughts exactly. Do you wish to lead the way? No. I, I think it's best we go wherever you think is good. The four of us should begin as well. Are you ready to catch a killer, my confident compatriot? I'm more ready than I've ever been in my life. So, Professor Jones, how did you come to be here today? The same reason you are. I'm the head of my department, and the university asked me to show up. Yet, in years prior, you avoided this event the same way a magnet avoids the other side of a magnet. Which sounds awfully suspicious to me and my partner here. What can I say? I got curious. Curious about the satisfaction of giving into the craving of your own bloodlust, you vampire hybrid bastard? First of all, kid, I've already given in to my own bloodlust unwillingly when I was exploring an ancient temple of Shalora where the cultists force-fed me the blood of their ancient gods and caused me to massacre dozens of rival archaeologists who wanted to use the sacred ashes within the temple for dark purposes. And all of that isn't an experience I plan on having again. And second, I was curious because I was told the culinary professors make snickerdoodles for the event this year, and that's my favorite kind of cookie. So tell me, where were you when Professor Stiff was being murdered? I started my day like I usually do. 200 push-ups, 300 sit-ups, with a 10-mile run to polish that off. Then I got out of bed and trimmed my 5 o'clock shadow before eating breakfast and coming here on my motorcycle. On the way over, my intern, Robin Larson, was killed by mysterious masked men swearing I would never recover the artifact. When I got here, I went immediately to the Snickers. They were delicious, despite the fact they used a pinch too much cinnamon. Wait. Hang on. Go back. I feel like you might have glossed over something very important. I agree. What exactly did you say you had for breakfast? A packet of testosterone, five dozen eggs, toast buttered that was burnt to perfection, and a bowl of cockroaches. Hmm, yes, I see. Now, as to the matter of the death of your intern, Mr. Larson, do you know who these men were? I couldn't tell you even if I wanted to. There's a lot of people who'd want me dead, 
Thankfully, I've only obtained so many scars so as to make me more physically attractive without taking away from my physical capabilities. Do you mind if we take some photos? For evidence? Is it possible that Professor Stiff heard you were coming to the Major's Fair today and fearing for his own life, sent those men to prevent you from getting here? And isn't it possible that after your intern died, you performed an act of revenge murder with the most deadly weapon you have at your disposal? Your finely chiseled body? I'd hate to speculate. Well, thankfully, I hate speculating about as much as I hate mowing the lawn. Which is to say, not at all. I think he met with our dearly departed professor not so long ago to try to bargain for his artifact. I think he refused you, and you threatened him. Then, fearing for his life, he hired five burly Hungarian hitmen wielding automatic machine guns and outrageous accents to keep you away. Unfortunately for Robin Larson, bullets are to water as he was to sponge and died in your place. Then, angered by your protege's death, you came here, stole a knife from Professor Stabstein, and introduced said knife to its bloody new home in Professor Stiff's back. You have quite the imagination, Professor. One that is quite often able to recreate reality to a T, Professor. I can see why you got to be head of your department. But I have to insist that despite having means, opportunity, motive, capacity, will, a roguish smile, and generally grizzled manliness that would make any jury fail to convict, I didn't kill Professor Stiff. Hmm... I think it's time you and I move on to Professor Nesbitt, Mr. Burns. I think you're right. Remember, Mr. Jones, even for someone in your position, it hurts to go exploring where you shouldn't. Was that a quip? I, I don't get it. Uh, I, I know, but just think of how well it would have worked if you were the detective and we were the suspects. It would have worked pretty damn well. Fucking right? At. What proof do you have? The fact that you're covered in blood, you're missing knife, the fact that you were contracted to kill him, the fact that you're an assassin, and probably a hundred other things I can't even notice because of how guilty you are right now. That is nothing conclusive. What? You don't know that I'm covered in his blood. Is that supposed to be better somehow? Not for the person whose blood it actually is. Then whose blood is it actually? I can't say. So... You can't say because you don't know or because you're not going to tell me. Pick whichever one will make you sleep better. However, both are true. Do you really want me to believe that you don't know how you got blood on you? I am an assassin. Most of my clothes have blood on them. This... this blood is fresh, though. As in, it's currently dripping off of you. Now that you mention it, I am currently menstruating. That's a cheap distraction tactic that's not going to work. Of course not. That said, I would very much like to steer this conversation away from blood. I thought so. How, how would you explain your missing knife? We all lose things. Sometimes life, sometimes knife. But it was your knife in Professor Stiff's back, wasn't it? I did not have time to look. But my knife is missing and the hilt is identical. 
and you admit that you were contracted to kill Professor Stiff. Yes, but being contracted to kill is not the same as having the pleasure of burying the weapon in the flesh of the victim. But it was your knife, and it wouldn't make any sense to take a contract you couldn't follow through on. I don't know what you're talking about! Wait, okay. Did you hear that? You are a student here, are you not? Yes, I am, but you heard When you that... take a class, you are making an implicit promise to pass that class. Yet, based on your general manner and apparent intelligence level, you often do not follow through on that promise. Hey! I pass classes! Well then, I suppose barely keeping a promise is better than outright failure. That's not... Okay, stop it. Did you kill him? If I did, I would not be caught. That's not a straight answer. It is for anyone with an IQ above that of a hollowed-out melon. Did. You. Kill him. Alright. You want the truth. I want you to admit you did it. That's the thing, I did do it. Ha! But I'm not me. I'm you. Don't you find it odd how no one else is convinced that I did it, even though I clearly did? The thing is, I'm just a projection of all the hate and confusion you've been fostering for your parents. How? You snapped. You snapped badly. You stabbed an innocent man in the back with a knife I, no, V, bought. But you were so unable to cope with this darker side of yourself that you immediately suppressed the memory and created me. I'm just a projection of your darkness, of your hate, or your boundless malice. In reality, you've been shouting nonsense at another student, Laura Zucker, who just wants to go back to her dorm, but you keep on insisting she committed murder, which she couldn't possibly have done because she's an amputee who lost both of her arms after a horrible accident that also killed both of her parents. Hey. Hang on. You don't really expect me to, be to believe that, do you? Didn't you insist that the murder didn't even happen? I... And then didn't you insist that it did and that I was the one who did it the moment you saw me? I wasn't... And wouldn't a master detective like Professor Truman be able to immediately deduce I was the culprit if I was real? Stop it! I, I know you're real! Oh? After all you... All we... Have been through... Do you really think you're the best person for distinguishing truth from fiction? I just want to go back to my dorm. Please stop shouting at me. Ah! How did you get there? Just let me leave. Where did Professor Stabstein go? Stop calling me that! Stop calling me that, you psychopath! Oh my god. Oh my god, you're Laura Zucker! That's what I've been trying to tell you. Please, let me out. Let me out! No, oh. Oh god, no. I... Just, just stay here. I'll, I have to, oh God. So, Professor Nesbitt, how much do you hate people? I'm not certain I follow. I don't hate people at all. Oh, really? Because as the associate director of the Department of Necromancy, I imagine you have to have a pretty deeply seated hate of all living things that may or may not include any children. 
I assume you have to be a pretty horrible father. Child, I will not. I'm afraid that my partner is getting a little bit ahead of himself with the accusations. See that you keep him in line. I am here as a courtesy. There is nothing requiring me to stay where I am. I expect to be treated with respect. And so you will be. Now, could you please explain to me what exactly it is you do? As a necromancer, I will often contact the souls of the deceased. My field also requires that I know how to create bodies to house souls. Would it be possible, then, for you to contact Professor Stiff, so that he might absolve you of any possible guilt? Not without all of my equipment. Even then, some souls are harder to reach, either because of their location in the afterlife, or because they refuse to be contacted. Do you consider yourself a good necromancer, Professor? Not as good as I'd like to be. But yes, I suppose that by most standards, I am. As I understand it, the way people become good at things is through extensive practice. And your line of work requires bodies as often as not. I know what you're thinking, but I would never harm another living thing for the mere sake of my work. So where did you get the bodies? What kind of bodies do you get? Elves? Dragons? Unicorns? Mermaids? Or, you know, whatever. The university supplies me with most of the bodies I use in my work. We have a noticeable mortality rate, as most colleges do. I receive whatever the next of kin, of the deceased, signs off on, assuming they are willing to donate their body to science. Can't you just put the souls back into their bodies? Not without the soul in my possession, or unless I have direct contact with it. And it can be very difficult to reach those souls, and even more difficult to convince them to come back. Now, as we all know, Professor Stiff specialized in faking his own death. Isn't it true that it would be remarkably easy for you to kill him, make it look like he was faking his own death, and then claim his corpse for your own? I like to think I'm not so malicious as to be able to be capable of such a- Jesus Christ! Ah, I see you finished questioning our suspect. What was her name? You tell me, what was her name? Professor Stabstein, of course. Okay. Okay, but are you saying that, or am I just hearing that because my subconscious wants me to? If it means anything to you, I am convinced you're completely sane. You shut up! Um, who are you talking to? You can't see her? No, 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 of course not. Of course you can't. It's all... nothing. Never mind, I... I think we found out about everything we can. Well, I'm inclined to agree. Come. We will assemble the suspects. I think I have determined who the killer is. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so do I. <clears throat> Over the past 30 minutes, me and my counterparts have spoken with all of you. We've asked questions, we've probed, and I believe we have come to a conclusion. Hey, Ash? What? If I was shouting at a crippled co-ed with no arms, you'd tell me, right? Honestly, Isaac, that's something I'd expect you to already be aware that you were doing. Right, right, but let's, let's say I was the murderer. You'd still be my friend, right? Isaac... If you had the means to kill someone, I'm positive you wouldn't even be able to know how to use them. Hey, that's what I thought. 
But I think I might be... The killer was smart. Whomever it was, they knew how not only to cover their tracks, but also to burn and bury them. But in their haste, they made the tracks all the more obvious. So, convoluted a ploy always has seams, and it seems those seams have all been seemingly seen all too obviously. Please, I couldn't have done it. I'm just an armless orphan majoring in tap dancing. Okay, but everyone heard that, right? Right? What? Professor Stabstein's knife pun? It was good, but not that memorable. Calm the fuck down about it, bro. It's me. I'm so sorry. I... I think it's me! Actually, Professor, I think the murderer has just shown his hand. Do you mind if I finish? Of course. Be my guest. Thank you. When I first encountered you all, I was convinced Professor Jones was the murderer. What with his habit of killing every force that comes into any sort of opposition with him. I prefer to think of it as self-defensing them to death. Then I thought it might be Professor Nesbitt, but it was mostly out of spite. I'm sorry, I was not under the impression that we'd met before. Perhaps- But now I see the killer was right underneath my nose the whole time. Someone who I considered a friend right up until this very moment. If there is a criminal element to everything that has occurred today, then it is you, sir! Wait, you're not- you're not pointing at me. Why aren't you pointing at me? Ash, I think you've made a mistake. You're pointing Professor at- Professor Truman. I should have known. Yes. You see, our dear, sweet, murderous professor here was upset that I refused to pay any attention to him in his booth. So what better way to pique my interest than to stage a murder himself? Wait, Ash, I'm pretty sure I'm the murderer. And I'm certain you're the most gullible person I know. As the actual murderer pointed out, Professor Stabstein is a blood, whom are creatures famous for their malicious trickery. Truman got the kill before Stabstein, but that didn't prevent her from having her fun. I-I-I-I-I-I-I-I... Quiet, my convulsing counterpart. I have more to say. Truman, by his own admission, is the smartest person in the room at all times. He is six foot one, the exact height the murderer would have to be to get the knife into Stiff's back. When he appeared after the murder, he told us we'd gotten a good look at the murderer even though we didn't know it yet. And when Professor Jones was relaying his side of the story, he made the mention of the exact number and ethnicity of the hitmen sent after Jones even though Jones himself had said nothing. Meaning, he hired those men himself as a red herring. Furthermore- But we're recording everything. I heard things that couldn't possibly show up on the recording because of my own psychosis. First off, rude. I said no interrupting. Second, I imagine Stab seeing you some sort of magical barrier to speak to you and filter out the sound to keep it from reaching anyone else outside a particular distance from you. Is... is that even possible? Hell if I know. But back to the plot. Truman. That's right. How did he commit the murder without us seeing him? I'm getting to that if you just shut the fuck up. Sorry. He managed to kill Professor Stiff from the air. As you might have noticed, there have been a number of well-timed lightning bolts and subsequent thundering sounds when the professor is near. 
unless I'm mistaken, it's because he's an enemiki, a powerful being also known as a thunderbird. He used his powers of flight to kill Stiff and dump the bucket of blood onto Stabstein, another red herring, only this one literally red. You know what? No. I'm going back to my theory that Professor Stiff is faking his own death. Ash, that was all really reaching. That was probably the most pointless, convoluted scheme in the history of time. No one but you would even think something like that would be remotely plausible. I mean, it was just absolutely... <laughs> I'm impressed. I knew I saw a detective in you, boy. I can promise you, no one's been inside of me. You're freaking kidding me. Well, you're a virgin too! So shut up about it! That's not what I- I was beginning to think all of my clues were for nothing. I was beginning to think that I would never find my intellectual equal. Well, you better keep on looking, you dime store bargain bin paperback pulp detective. Because I'm your better. You're going to jail for a long time. I hate today. I hate most days. But today in particular... Ha! You're crazy if you think you're bringing me in. That's right. And it's only my brand of crazy that could unravel the petty web of lies you wove. I never thought I'd say this to someone like you, but I can see myself in you. Is that a compliment or a proposition? But I'm afraid I'll be taking my leave. Thunderbird! Away! Until we meet again, detective! I don't understand. And so you further project your murderous personality defect you on the You shut up! Good I don't want to hear it or anything from you ever again! It's simple, Isaac. I knew what kind of person Professor Truman was the moment he tried to rope me into his stupid major. From there, all I had to do was BS and make some logical leaps that made it sound like I had a convincing evidence. I guess that makes about as much sense as anything that's happened to me today. Where do you think he went? The space between spaces. Or Boise, Idaho. I think he's from Boise, Idaho. Well, I'm gonna go buy a pack of cigarettes and a trench coat before telling everyone I know about this. Care to join me? I'm not sure I care about anything anymore. It's frightening, really. Stay. Come. Suit yourself. Wherever you are, just know I'm going to look like I'm a horror boil badass in about an hour. Peace out! Magic got you puzzled? Ah! Where did you come from? Ah, the first lesson of science. When a male loves a female very much... I get it. I don't think you do. There's a twist ending. I get it. So, you said science is like the opposite of magic, right? Indeed. The yin to its yang. The light is dark. I still consider you the sanest person I've talked to today. So, you know what? Sign me up. I'm a mad science major. Glad to hear it, my boy. This is a decision you will not regret. I regret all decisions I make. My hope is that I regret this one slightly less than whatever I might have done otherwise. And so you have already named one of the mottos of science.
this is Isaac Hamlet, and you just listened to Students, Gods, and Other Codependents. In today's episode, you heard performances from Robert Blake as Professor Truman, Yannick Incarnaco as Professor Jones, Alyssa Cockness as Professor Stabstein, August McGee as Professor Nesbitt, and Chris Walbert doubling as Professor Stiff and Professor Von Vicht. You also heard performances from Ash Pierce and myself. The episode was directed by Patrick Lucenhop. Music was done by Chloe Cable, and the episode was written by Isaac Hamlet. Students, Gods, and Other Codependents was created by Ash Pierce and myself. And if you found yourself liking this episode, you can follow us on our Tumblr for additional content and other episodes. You can also subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes. Thanks for listening.